0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, brought to you by Brentes Wealth, and Brentes Wealth was voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in 2020. I've got a piece here in front of me that says the following, promising investment themes to consider for the rest of 2021. And as an aside, it says, after what has happened in the past 18 months, Sonia Duplassi from Brentes Wealth has made it a little easier by concentrating on investment themes rather than specific opportunities. So you're looking at the bigger picture, Sonia.
0: Yes, Lindsay we're in the you know we're in the last stretch of the year now and there's still a lot of unknowns in the market. We've still got covid that's with us. We have the Fed most likely going to start increasing rates. We have China making waves on global markets and on the local front for example just you know we've got a lot of economists saying that South Africa is in a commodity super cycle and we have a lot of economists Saying that we're not, so you know the fact of the matter is it's so difficult to have a specific view um, on 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 current market opportunities, and in this piece that I sent you, I'm more looking at the the bigger scheme of things. So looking at more general themes that we feel will do well in the next. 12 to 18 months.
1: Good. Number one is always going to be offshore when it comes to Test Wealth, and it's served you and your yeah. clients so well over the years, ever since we've been speaking. You've been going on and on about it, and, and people say, why do they keep on talking about it? I say, because it's, because it's relevant and because it's right, and because yeah. it has delivered superior returns. You say as your number one point, your number one theme, offshore, and, uh, offshore offers compelling opportunities. This is an evergreen theme, you say, simply because offshore markets offer a far greater universal of investable stocks compared to what is available locally. So you've got, in other words, you've got more to choose from. There's greater choice.
0: Yes. Lindsay, we, we're still going to be on the offshore train for a while. And why do you want to change something if it's you know if it's working for you? So we've still very, very much in favor of of offshore compared to to local opportunities. Yes, if you're a South African there's always the chance that the RAND will strengthen over the short term. But over the longer term, we feel that the RAND is a weakening currency. And, um, you know, that's why we're comfortable to, to put a chunk of a client's money offshore. And, you know, as per previous discussions, we're not necessarily going to point blank, put everything for all clients offshore. It still very much depends on risk profile and very much depends on a client's age, where he is in terms of his working career, um, how many dependencies he has, et cetera, et cetera. But we, 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 in terms of growth assets, we prefer offshore to, to local markets.
1: And you also say here uh, for retired or low at risk investors, you advise offshore exposure, uh, but also to include some local bonds and cash in their portfolio for local liquidity. Uh, so there may be a, a slightly different sort of asset allocation for certain clients versus others.
0: Yeah, for sure. So obviously for an older client, we would not necessarily put everything offshore. You would, an older retired client would need a, an, an asset base where he would, you know, he would require an income from local income funds are a good option for that for the next, you know, we can put two, three years income in an income fund and that works perfectly for, for our older clients. Very
1: good. Um, put, and then... Yes, go on, sorry. Yes.
0: No, no, no. And then obviously for our younger clients... That still has a a long way to go in terms of their working career, the bulk of their money. We would feel comfortable to take that offshore.
1: Okay. now the offshore theme continues when it comes to your theme number two, uh, because the headline is the Asian giant awakens. So you're being offshore, but with uh, geographic specificity, I think. Anyway, you're being specific yeah. as to where, which, which, which region. That's a much more elegant way of saying it, Sonia. And you say it should come as no surprise that China's influence in global markets is rising. So go on from there, if you would.
0: Yeah, I think, um, and China is a, you know, is a bit of a tricky one because China has um, caused a, a lot of uncertainty and and caused a lot of commotion in markets over the last couple of weeks. But the overall picture is, is that we, we still believe in China and we still believe in China as a long-term play. And um, regardless of what's happening or, or what's happening, um, you know, the message that China is sending out to the world at this stage. Um, you know, just for example, this morning I saw an article where China said that they, um, they're going to limit children to three hours of um, playing games over weekends. Yes. Um, and that obviously has an influence on Tencent and, and Tencent. And NASBash obviously is collect, connected, and that has an influence on a South African investor. But regardless, you know, it, it, for us, um, we, we are okay with the short-term volatility and the, the commotion that, that we are experiencing from China at this stage. We feel more as a buying opportunity and um, maybe also tread carefully, not, not put too much in China, but we do definitely still see a lot of value um, more for a long-term play for China. Yeah, so it's, it's almost
1: as though, just as an aside here, it's almost as though there's a new cultural revolution going on in China because, as you quite rightly say, children can now only – play games between 8 and 9 p.m. on a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. So mm. that's three hours a week and on um, holidays, public holidays. And also they're saying they're, they're trying to get uh, children or younger people or anyone in China away from the celebrity culture. So there's a bit of a crackdown yeah. going, a subtle one, but a very important one. Yes. Okay, let's move on now to number yeah, three. Yeah. And,
0: but, I, mm. I mean, I think it's a good thing. I think all parents out there would would, would love their kids to to play less games. And would, you know, I don't don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. So maybe short-term pain at this stage, but I think it's a good thing.
1: If it keeps them quiet, let them them do it. But, of course, a book would be better. Sonia, don't get me wrong on that one. Uh, Number three, (laughs) green shoots taking hold. Uh, As noted in an article earlier this year, ESG, that's Environmental uh, Social Governance, is expected to continue as one of the hottest investment themes this year. Now that's an interesting one isn't it because some people say well I'm not going to give up my my returns just because this particular company uh, doesn't uh, isn't particularly green but on the other yeah, hand yeah. I have to as a long-term investor have a look at it because there will be other investors that remove their investments from companies yeah, that don't yeah. toe the line.
0: I think a lot of clients still have has that view at this stage, but you know they will have to change. Um, your older generation companies that 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 are refusing to bring in ESG, I feel, are going to be left behind. So, you know, and a report came out earlier in the month from the IPCC, which is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And it had alarming findings. And this report, you know, development developed developed countries are looking at this report, and they are saying that, um, you know, we have to make a change. So the development developed market countries are throwing money at the ESG theme, and your normal investor on the street actually would be silly not to include. ESG in his, in his or her investment portfolio, if that makes sense. So, And it's a theme that's just going to keep on growing and growing and getting stronger.
1: Yes, I agree with you. I think this is going to be one of the enduring themes for many, many years. In fact, it's going to be a a theme forever. Number four, your number four theme is out-of-the-box funds. You say we have adopted the term out-of-the-box to encapsulate themes that we see as perfectly placed to benefit by virtue of the future impact their industries and sectors will have. You're going to have to expand on this one for me. I haven't heard this before.
0: Yes, yeah. So, Lindsay, this would be... A typical fund that we would add as a spicer to a normal portfolio. Um, you know, we would classify it as a out of the box fund. So it's a it's a fund that would add additional growth possibilities to your normal suite of funds. Themes like robotics, AI, genomics, cybersecurity future transport, cloud computing, you know, it's all newer generation themes and it's themes that are, that, that we believe will do well in, in years to come. So this is, this, these are themes that you, you want to add to your portfolio. You don't necessarily want to put in 60% of your money in there because it's, it's a very choppy, very spicy theme, but it makes sense over time you will get growth from these themes. Okay. Um, and, on the, mm. know, and on the local front, for example, Signia, they are very much in the forefront of including these themes into their funds. Um, it's obviously not local funds. It's, it's offshore funds, but you can buy it on the local platform. So it's, it's basically asset swap funds.
1: Yes, indeed. And Signia has been a a forerunner in this regard over the years, uh, way ahead of its time. Yeah, good company. Okay, number five, shift to value style investments. The final theme that you believe is worth noting, you say, is the performance of value stocks. The shift of value was visible in the immediate aftermath of the market correction in March of last year and is a trend that we believe will continue under current market conditions. So it's not as if the growth stocks are going to fall back, but it's the um, value stocks are going to catch up a little bit. That's the way I look at it, Sonia. Yes, yes, exactly,
0: Lindsay. And I mean, and value style, investments, um, it's, I mean, it's lagged for years. So it's only picking up momentum now and um, it's only that the growth is coming through now. And we believe that we're in only in the in the starting phases of this new shift in, in growth um, and, and especially on, on clients with local portfolios. So, you know, if you've got a local South African portfolio, maybe – Start reducing your 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 income funds or your your lower risk or your money market and and shift if, if you're looking for for a house on the local front, look at value investments. And um, we believe that's a theme that you know that will do well in the next year eighteen months.
1: Yes, I think I think you're absolutely right. In fact, I saw a graph um, not that long ago, Sonia, and it showed. I think it was, uh, it, it was, it was growth versus value. Stocks, and I don't know how they 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 composed it with some sort of index or something. And the the uptick in the value stocks Mm -hmm. versus the growth stocks was so tiny uh, that it really does look as though it's got a a lot longer a lot longer to go. So I think number five is very good. You conclude by saying the following: I can only hope that this quick glimpse into my murky crystal ball sparks some ideas for you uh, to follow up on. It is practically impossible to foretell the future, of course, but we believe that investors will only benefit by getting early exposure to tomorrow's leading trends. Of course, just to end this, Sonia, is that once you hmm. identify the trend, then you've got to delve into the particular securities or asset classes that can benefit from these trends.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, you know, like I mentioned before, we have to follow the golden rule of investment principles. Is you, you have to have diversification. So, you know, if, if you want to... to you know, do a little bit of ESG, do a little bit of value style investments, do a little bit, do a little bit of of um, different asset classes, different styles on investments. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, and as good as one theme might look, like for example, um, the. AI theme or the robotics, um, it might look good now, but you know it can quickly turn around. So it's always, always good to just diversify your investments.
1: Good advice, Sonia. Thanks so much for your insight today. That's Sonia Duplessis from Brenthurst Wealth in Stellenbosch, and that was "It's My Money." "It's My Money" was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company